Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. show a special guest the guy with this football camps so i was a young man at tennessee state university the one only coach johnny cole former tsu offensive coordinator and his brothers was lc cole 1999 tigers the best teams i've seen in my lifetime at tsu coach cole good to talk to you and see you again how was life man man life is good for me coach man i uh you know i got two kids my my son just graduated uh and he's at Texas Southern right now, so that makes my third child that, that don't go gone follow my footsteps and went to my alma mater. And uh, you know, I look forward for him to have a great year over there at Texas Southern. He's just gonna be a regular student, and I'm just glad he's moving on with his life. And you know, now I'm I'm in Fort Worth, Texas. You know, working for the school district. I'm the uh, the facility manager over athletics, and uh, just enjoying myself during this time right now. I hear that, Coach, and I know, like I said, you are coaching in your blood. I've seen that you're passionate on the field doing football camps. And I was a young man at Tennessee State, and uh, that was the glory days for me, Coach. Uh, as a young man, uh, my mother graduated Tennessee State, so I, I was always been a tissue tiger from day one, man. And so seeing you guys do that, man, and uh, those teams you all had, man, being the only – Black school to win a predominantly white conference championship the way you you and your brothers did, man, is like still has not been matched to this day. So just talk about that, man, and how accomplishment that was for you and your brother, man, during those years back in the day there. Well, you know, you know, one of the things is just the myth that white coaches coach better than black coaches. And we and we proved that. And not only did we win it one time in 98, we won it in 99 as well and finished number one team in the country. You know, it's it's about having a system, and we have a, a systematic way of doing things. You know, and, and Tennessee State was coming off, I think, nine losing seasons in ten years, and you know, traditionally they were strong, but of course things change. You know, when they got in the in the conference, you know, and we were able to. You know, my brother graduated from the University of Nebraska, and I graduated from Texas Southern, so it was a great mix. You know, he was a defensive guy, I was an offensive guy. And one thing that when we went in and go into programs like that, and if you looked at our career, we always taking over these type programs, you know, you got to have a system in place to get things done. You just can't come in there and think it's X's and O's. And that's why so many uh, coaches fail when they go. You don't come in and knock the hip, whole ship down. Maybe you got a great engine and maybe you need to, to, to sand the outside, you know what I mean, to improve that. But what happens with these coaches, sometimes they come in as a coach 
with, oh, I know everything, I got everything done, I'm gonna tear this down and I'm gonna build up. Well, you know what I know now these days, it's, uh, 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 it's, okay, I'm back. Are you good, Coach? Keep on going, man, yeah, yeah. you're good. And, and you know, these days, it's called a microwave, is what have you done for me lately? And in your third year coming into a program, into, if, you, if you're not on the winning side, you know, and, and on, or right there 500 above, you're not improving, you know. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that we believe in. So, so we changed the whole makeup, the face of the whole uh, pr program without tearing it all down. No doubt. And it was fun to watch that run, man, uh, hearing how Gentry on the radio with Albert Dawson and those guys, man, the excitement of the fans in the hole in that 98 year to 99, going down to Adelphia Coliseum when it was opened up. So just talk about that, how fun it was. Also having the Titans actually on campus doing training camp. And in some cases, you all look bigger than some of that. The Titan players were back in the day, man. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you said I can remember a game when we were playing Eastern Kentucky. And, of course, we're the only uh, uh, Tennessee State football team, I think. And if, it's, if, it's, if we not only maybe one or two other times to beat Eastern Kentucky, where the first year we played them, they downed the ball at the three-yard line. You know, they, they just didn't want to score no more on us. But we knew that we were moving a, a forward with our program. We knew we were in great shape. We knew that we had to get out and recruit better. You know, and by that third year came, you know, we were down there in Eastern Kentucky, and we were wearing that, wearing them out. And uh, it really got ugly. They were throwing stuff at our kids. They were calling out our kids' name. You know, the table had turned. You know, the coaches didn't really want to shake our hand after the game. Uh, you know, and it was a funny situation with me. You know, again, I remember, you know, when, when the first year we played them, they would hit our players, and their helmets would come off. You know, so, so you know, we knew we had to get strong in the weight room. We knew we had to recruit better, and we were able to do that and be successful. And, and Coach, you know what's crazy, Coach Cole, is that I really don't hear much about those teams. Uh, you know, as I told you, I'm a graduate of Tennessee State. 09, undergrad, 11, 2011, my master's degree. Their team is really is not mentioned. Like, those days are not even brought up. It's like it's, it's forgotten. And I feel like it's been 22 years now. I mean, there should be some type of, you know, recognition of that team and what they accomplished. And they still the only black school, you and your brother, to, you know, win a predominantly white conference. Well, let me say this to you, too. We came back in, in 2018 and 2019 on our own accord. You know, one year they gave us uh, uh, some T-shirts, but nobody really showed up. At the, at, and then and, and they made it, gave us some food, but that was it. Nobody really showed up. You know, the head coach never came and talked to the players, never came and talked to the coaches. You know, the next year was even worse than that. You know, it was, it wasn't even a pat on the back. You know, we didn't, we didn't get an opportunity to meet the president or none of that. So uh, they waited to the game and did some things at halftime, but, you know, the, I just didn't think they honored us. As, as special as they could have, being that we're the only team uh, uh, that win a conference championship in the school's history. And if you need to know anything about Tennessee State, it's got a great football history. Yes. You know, and for some reason, you know, me being a part of the 98, 99, 96, 97, 99, I don't feel appreciated. And talking with the other coaches, 
and the other players, they all feel the same way. Most definitely. And, you know, I, I, I told you off the air, Coach, you know, I've been at TSU since I was two years old with my mother in arms in the library, just working on her degree. So that's been my home since day one. You know, meeting Frankie Allen, Anthony Mason, Carlos Rogers, all those guys, man. Uh, Donnie Ballpark, friends who I met. I, I was a young dude now. I see what he's doing now. So it's like, like it's a family out there, man. But I feel like sometimes the family does not show love to everybody inside the family. And I think that's what that's sad that, that you all were treated the way you treat. I feel like you should there should be more said about that team. There should be a banner hung up at Nissan or at the whole or something to recognize those two two years of the Cole LC yeah. Cole regime. You'd have been the OC to go to all them points, man. Well, some, for some reason, you know, you know, the four years were there. You know, we never felt we never felt welcome there for some reason, and it wasn't from the fans and from the alumni. It was from the inside, you know. Uh, and it seems like you know, losers breed losers, you know. And uh, you know, we had to fight against at that time, you know, the inside of the athletic department, which we shouldn't have. You know, uh, uh, I've never seen anybody that that rushed to the NCAA to try to get rid of their winning coach. You know what I'm saying? And the violation they were talking about, uh, you know, wasn't was nothing major. You know, it was a it was a slap on the on the wrist. And some of it, some of it was definitely out of our hands. But but I, I just never felt from the inside, not not the the fans, not the alumnus. That, that we wasn't accepted, you know? So we were always felt like we were climbing uphill. We always felt like we had something to prove. No doubt. I'm asking you, how cool was it to be able to coach with your brother? I know for me, it would be, I think it'd be fun to be able to do a radio show with my brother, but I know he's not radio savvy, but, be, but, but see, you and him both are football guys. How fun was it to be able to coach with your brother all those years, man? Well, man, I, I loved it. I, I'm the youngest of nine boys. Okay. And LC, LC is number four, and I'm from I'm number nine, so we got a lot. So LC was my idol. You know, he he played at the University of Nebraska. He was all American, all state uh, in in high school and basketball and football. So he was like my my idol, as, as well as all my other eight brothers. You know, they all always watched out for me and always made sure that I was doing the right thing and. And pretty much were raised by him, you know. You know, of course, my dad had to work a lot, and and my mom was around as well. You know, they both stayed together. So I come from a solid background. So my idea was when when my brother bought, I already know it was pressure on him for doing that, you know. And I wanted him to do well, you know. And matter of fact, I had an opportunity to leave and didn't, and stayed stayed with him. Matter of fact, I don't know if you know this, Tennessee State. I had the Tennessee State job when he left to go to Alabama for about for about three days. And then I just decided, no, this ain't the place for me. They really never felt, made me feel welcome. Even though I talked with Dr. Heffler at the time who offered me the job, I left and went on, went on with, with LC over at Alabama State. You know, a lot of people don't don't know that, you know, but uh I had a great time. It, it was it was a pleasure, you know what I mean? And then, you know, of course. When I outdone him, when the offense showed up every weekend and he was the deepest guy, you know, so I, I got a chance to tease him a little bit. So I told him, you ain't got to know football to play at 
to play in Nebraska. Yeah, I went to HBCU Texas Southern. I know just as much as football as you. I hear that. I hear that, coaches. It's, you know what's funny? Man, ask kids, man, where, at what point in your career playing ball have you said to yourself, I want to get into coaching? So I know that, you know, it's always interesting when guys decide to hang up the fleets to get into coaching or rather do something else. Man, I'll be honest, coach. I I, I did. I, I got an undergrad in, in, in engineering, civil engineering, and a, and a major, you know, in my master's in education. And it just happened, you know. Because, see, when I was young, and, and I, you got eight brothers playing football. I mean, they play in middle school all the way up to high school. So you 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 around football all your life. I've been a trainer. I've been an equipment man. You know, I've learned how to tape ankles. You know, back in them days, you know, I used to travel with, like, in the seventh, eighth grade with the high school football team because everybody knew us. You know what I mean? I sat with coaches, you know, all my life. You know what I'm saying? So when I started playing myself, you know, I've always was the advanced guy because I knew the game. I wasn't a big guy. I mean, I played at Texas Southern, started at quarterback at 5'10", you know, 150 soaking wet. You know what I mean? But my mind and the knowledge of the game, you know, over uh, uh, compensated for the size that I didn't have. You know what I mean? So, so I, I really didn't. And when I got through playing, I had a coach named Lionel Taylor. You know, uh, Lionel Taylor played in the pros, coached at the Pittsburgh Steelers during those Super Bowl years, coached at the Rams when they met him in the Rams. So he taught me so much about the game, he ended up hiring me as soon as I graduated. And and then my brother used to come down because he used to recruit the Houston area. So then I used to jump in the car with him and ride around. And, of course, meeting coaches from Houston, meeting coaches from Dallas. So I kind of was thrust into coaching. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, I love it. I love it. I can't, but but that's that's I think that's uh contributed to my success. Most definitely. And how fun was it those rivalries with Prairie View down back in the day, man, and November Third Ward, man. How cool it is that Houston right down the street from you guys, man, and just the whole vibe of Third Ward and playing those your, your rivals, the Panthers up there in Prairie View though. Man, when I when I came to Texas Southern, they told us that's one school we don't lose to in nothing. And and I had the ability to play basketball and football for Texas Southern. So that was one of our things. We don't lose the prayer kid. You know what I mean? That was like Michigan and Ohio State, Alabama and Auburn. You know what I mean? I don't know if the rivalry is like that now. Uh, but man, it was it, you know, I had some great times at Texas Southern. We won, we won good. And we've never had great teams at Texas Southern, you know, it's still, in, until my years there, the 2009 and 10 teams. But we've always had great players, you know. And, you know, being in the city, everybody always asks why we don't win, why we don't win. Well, I won there. I, I know how to win there, you know, and you can win there. But you got to have the right people in place. You know what I mean? you got to have the right, right support. So, no, during those days, you know, traveling – uh, down Highway 10 and 20 and 55 going to Southern and Alabama State and, and Jackson State, man, I, I, I had a great time. I, I wouldn't trade that for nothing. Them bus rides was was good for me. No doubt. And uh, I know um, it was also fun. And, you know, I feel like this should come back, Coach, the Atlanta Classic. Um, seeing Tennessee State play Flam U in, in the Georgia Dome, which is literally two miles from where I grew up at. That was great exposure for both schools. And I think that classic game should come back to Atlanta 
TSU versus FAMU. It was always a good game. Same with Alabama when they play Alabama State and Alabama A&M. I feel like those black college HBCU classics are good for exposure for the school and getting kids and black kids and say, oh, it's something I can go to that school too and get them engaged that way to use that as a marketing tool to get guys, them to go and get education because we need to get black, more black kids HBCU schools to get that education be successful down the road and get back to our community that way, coach. Well, let me let me say this, and this is what happened. What, what happens is when you bring people from the outside to run your schools. You know, we need black promoters to promote games, black successful. You know, you got Al Wash up here that, that's been promoting the Grambling and uh, Prairie View game because he's he knows the tradition. When we go and start getting these people from the outside, then it turns into money and then they lose the fabric of what it's all about. It's about two black schools coming together and playing the compatriot, the patriotry around it, the bands, you know, the meaning of the game. We got away from that. Alabama State and Tuskegee, one of the oldest classic games, got into a, a money war about the game and forgot the importance of it. Now they might have five, ten thousand 10,000 fans. You went from making two, 300,000 to maybe 75,000 because somebody from the outside that don't understand the tradition and the power and don't want to give, give up three or four nickels have destroyed these games and it's been destroying black college football, you know, and, and that, and that hurts us. I played in the Atlantic classic against Florida a &M. great game. I mean, you can feel the intensity in the place. We packed up everywhere when I was at Tennessee state, we had 44,000 at homecoming game. That's unheard of in one double A programs. We played in Indianapolis circle city classic. You know, they don't play up there anymore. You know what I mean? They bring team from Central State, which is a very small school. You know, we've been able to let people come from the outside and destroy these traditions that should never be destroyed. Yes. And this Saturday, we have the Swag Miak Challenge in Atlanta at the Atlanta Braves Old Stadium Turner Field. Uh, we got Alcorn playing North Carolina Central. Um, I still, still not the same as having FAMU and TSU in Atlanta, because from Tennessee and the Florida people coming to on Atlanta to, to Georgia Dome, then that could be Mercedes-Benz Stadium, it, I feel like it would pack that place out because that classic was fun. That whole weekend was fun. And being able to be a young man and being part of those festivities as a young kid, it furthermore submitted me going to Tennessee State because I saw it in my face once a year during that weekend, the classic, and when I'm up there with my mother in the summertime. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about you sound like you traditional, and that and that's what it used to be about. You know, one thing you know, people talk about uh, uh, HBCUs, why black blacks don't give back, why we don't give back. Well, first of all, you know, we never been taught to be patriotic. We were brought and threatened and forced on this, this this in this country. First of all, second of all, people give money to people; they don't give money to buildings. So if I don't know you on campus, if I don't know what's going on, if I come on that campus and, 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 and don't know anybody, you know what I mean? If I go to be successful and I look back, that well, I want to get money, you don't get a call back or you don't you be dis, disrespected. Just like you, you just been telling me, man, I got two degrees from Tennessee State. My mother got degrees. But then you go on campus and you're not welcome because nobody on campus knows you or know, know anything about you, you know, that hurts, you know, and then you don't do right by the money. Then, you know, something drastic happens on, on campus. 
you know, those things hurt the brand of these universities. And I, I believe, and I'm a firm believer, and I stand behind it, that you got to hire some of your own qualified. I'm not just saying giving out jobs, qualified people yes. on your own. And some of those people that you hire have to have been somewhere else to learn, you know, new things and new ways how to do things. You know what I mean? I had to leave Texas Southern to really bite down into to, to learning about the game and, 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 and learning what's important on running a football program. I couldn't have just learned that there. I had to get away to come back. Do you understand? I'm in 80 years of football. I'm the only coach in Texas Southern history to win a conference championship outright. And I'm a graduate and I'm not there no more. Something's wrong with that picture. You know what I'm saying? Something's wrong with that picture. You know, so, you know, I, you know, and I, you know, again, I know this ain't about me and my program or what, you know, I take my 50%, you know, of, of whatever happened. You know, but but my thing is again, I don't think it ever should have reached the level that it reached. You know, but but I, I wouldn't charge anyway. But you see where we are now. You know, we've won, only won two games since 2016, and uh, we only won five games since then as well. And we ain't won we ain't won a game in two years. So so that's that's what happens, man. When when you 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 don't do right by people. Exactly. That's the thing about this business. In my business, sports media business, you know, coaching on your end, it's always you don't really know what happens unless you're really in the trenches and talk to the people directly because they're gonna speak, put, put a narrative out there. You know, like I, I'll just I'll just talk before coach, you know, I buried my mother May 29th. I mean March 29th. I was fired on April the 2nd. Wow. But it, it wow. was it wasn't but the, the release said that it was because of differences. Now, I told him to spend the last week with my mom. My mom was mindful with, with my mother. Right. She was dying of right. cancer, right? Right, right. I told right. him to spend the last week with my mother. And Overtime. Yes. I took leave of absence. But right. they made us. What difference is now? It's because I told him to be with my mother. I could have sued him for it. But I was already broken enough. Right. That I didn't. Right. Right. They didn't matter to me, you know. <laughs> right, right. As no. I'm talking about doing it, but it took that happening for me to learn it that never again. Right. It made it forced me to become independent even more in my in my media quest. That I wouldn't be beholden to a company any anymore. That right. experience right. when after burying my mother, that I come back, I'm fired. Really? Right, right. So that's what I'm right. doing people right. So the experiences that we had has been negative for us, but made us stronger. We're still here doing things. We're still here yes. making impact on people. You know, so like, like Puff Day said, can nobody hold me down? I'm going to keep on moving. That's what I'm doing. That's, right. <laughs> That's what we do. We keep it on moving. That's right. That's right. That's right. No, ain't no question, man. You know, uh, tough times don't last forever. And the true, true character of a man is when integrity, I mean, uh, when dissension stays in, man, when it sets in, you know, Two character of a man, man. When 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 things go bad, you'll see who the man is. You know what I'm saying? And I've I've seen that. I've seen that a lot. I've seen some people that that I thought was really in my corner wasn't in my corner. You know what I'm saying? So uh uh man, it's all a part of life. The man upstairs, he 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 got the role for you. You just gotta believe in that and keep the faith in that. And and uh, you know, things gonna turn out good for you. Most definitely, and coach like his man. 
Um, when you come to Atlanta to recruit or whatever, what's your favorite spots to eat here, man? When you come to town, man. Well, you know, I'm I'm a uh, uh, I go over, I used to go over to Gladys Knight's spot. I don't know if they still still had that spot. I was uh, gone. You know, wow, wow, um, man! You know, I go down to the underground and try to do the tourist thing as well. You know, uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm just I'm just a regular guy kind of guy when I, I come to Atlanta. You know, just try to try to uh, enjoy the the scenery. You know, it's, it's pretty good. And, and uh, you know, I got a brother there uh, for Parks High School. You know, he's a he's a super women's uh, uh, coach, girls coach in high school. Matter of fact, he won a state championship last year. And this year he went back to the state and lost in the game. So I get a chance to go back there and eat, eat his wife's cooking as well. No doubt. Well, Coach Cole, thank you for your time today, Coach Cole. I'll do this again real soon. When you come down and see your brother, you got my number. Let me know. We'll definitely link up and yeah. see you in the first again. I ain't saw you since I was a young man, man. Yeah, man. I I tell you, uh, uh, I would love to come on and and you know talk some of that swag, me act football with you. You know, a little plug. You know, I would I would love it. Like oh, I said, yeah, I'm going to that, the HBCU game this weekend. I'm gonna go up there, and then you know I'm gonna try to I'll keep up with the swag games, black college games. No doubt. We'll do it big habit, Coach Cole. Thank you for your time, brother. And I can say it was fun to catch up with you again. So I was going to see somebody I looked up to when I was a young man doing great like yourself, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. And, and I'm, I'm going to send one out to Tennessee State. Go Tigers! No doubt. Folks, that's Johnny Cole on the Boss Man Show. All right. Take care. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.